0: WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. That's WonderfulPistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 2282. Should you feed your family plant based meat? Here's the scoop, part two, by Sally Kazemchek of RealMomNutrition.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I simply read to you from the best health and fitness blogs for free always with permission from the sites and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. Now, today is Wednesday and like I do every Wednesday, I like to give you a little bit of inspiration. So here we go. Quote, pain is dangerous. Discomfort is where you get better. Matt Fraser. All right, today's post is part two from yesterday. So if you're new here or skipping around, I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. That was episode 2281. But if you're all caught up, let's jump right in and hear part two and continue optimizing your life. Should you feed your family plant-based meat? Here's the scoop, part two, by Sally Kozumczek of realmomnutrition.com. Is plant-based meat more expensive? Usually, yes. According to the Good Food Institute, Plant-based meat is twice as expensive as beef, more than three times as expensive as pork, and more than four times as expensive as chicken per pound. Here's a sampling of prices from my local stores compared to prices for name brand meats. Morningstar Farms Chick Patties. $4.99 for four patties versus $2.19 for four regular chicken patties. Impossible Burger. $6.99 for two patties versus $4.50 for two regular beef burgers. Beyond Sausage, $8.99 for four links versus $4.80 for four regular sausage links. And Beyond Beef Ground, $9.99 per pound versus $5.99 for a pound of regular beef. Is plant-based meat vegan? Sometimes, but not always. You need to check the labels to make sure. Does plant based meat taste good? They have come a long way, and now there are so many choices, but like everything else, opinions vary widely. My kids have eaten the Morningstar Farm's chickenless patties for years, and I sometimes use the Aldi earth grown meatless meatballs for spaghetti night. In a taste test with my son and his friends, these were some of their favorites raised and rooted plant based nuggets. Beyond Sausage Hot Italian, Dr. Prager's Brand Perfect Burger, and Pure Farmland homestyle Meatball. Where can I find these products? Some grocery stores have a separate section in their freezers and meat cases for plant-based meats, but you might also find them alongside regular burgers, nuggets, and fresh meats. Is soy safe for kids? Yes. Many of these meatless meat products are made with soy, which some parents have heard is unhealthy for kids. Specifically, people worry that the isoflavones, which are natural plant compounds found in soy that have a similar chemical structure to estrogen, could interfere with puberty and development. But research hasn't found this to be true. And girls who eat soy as a teen and young adult may have a lower risk of breast cancer later in life. Soy is rich in high-quality protein, which means that like meat, it contains all of the amino acids we need to get from food to build proteins in the body. There's also evidence that soy foods may help lower risk of heart disease. As a dietitian, I eat soy, including tofu, edamame, tempeh, and soy milk, and feed it to my family. Less processed forms of soy, like tofu and edamame, are better day-to-day choices than packaged plant-based meats. They're less processed and have the more complete package of nutrients from soy, like the iron and fiber in edamame. They also have more of the beneficial plant compounds in soy compared to the soy protein isolate in faux meats. What about soy and cancer? The isoflavones in soy don't increase the risk of cancer, according to the American Institute for Cancer Research. In fact, there's research showing that girls who eat soy as teens and young adults may have a lower risk for breast cancer later in life. My advice on plant-based meat as a dietitian: 1. Read labels. Pick products with shorter, simpler ingredients more often. One to consider. Dr. Prager's Perfect Burger, which contains purees of butternut squash, sweet potato, and carrot. 2. Consider them occasional foods. The AICR, which recommends eating mostly whole and minimally processed foods to reduce cancer risk, suggests the same portion limits for these meatless products as they have for red meat, meaning no more than 12 to 18 ounces a week, which is roughly 4 to 6 servings per week, with one meat free sausage or 4 meat free nuggets, each counting as a serving. Consider faux meat fast food burgers like the Impossible Whopper occasional treats too, just as you would regular fast food burgers. 3. Serve them alongside whole foods. For instance, build a burrito out of meatless chicken pieces with brown rice, beans, avocado, and a homemade sauce. Serve a meatless burger with fresh vegetables and fruit, or toss veggie crumbles into whole wheat pasta with roasted vegetables. 4. Making your own meatless burgers. Making DIY veggie burgers using ingredients like rice, beans, lentils, and mushrooms is the healthier route. You'll get the health benefits of the whole ingredients and end up with a much less processed meal. And five, go meatless with tofu. Soy is a healthy, complete source of protein. And it's a blank canvas that nicely soaks up whatever flavors you put on it. You just listened to part two of the post titled, Should You Feed Your Family Plant-Based Meat? Here's The Scoop by Sally Kazumchek of realmomnutrition.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. So, you remember my commentary yesterday? No? Not a problem. I'll remind you. I shared that when I was in school, learning about the pros and cons of vegetarian diets, I asked one of my professors this question. With all of the additives in these processed faux meats, is it a good idea to recommend them to those that want to follow a vegetarian or vegan diet? Unfortunately, I never got a response. The professor kind of mumbled a non-response and moved on. That left me wondering, well, what advice would I give to my future patients and clients? I had to hold back on sharing my thoughts on these faux meats yesterday because I didn't want to steal any thunder away from today's author, Sally. And Sally didn't disappoint. The suggestions she provided in today's article were the exact same ones I would recommend. Read the labels to find faux meat products with fewer ingredients. Consume them occasionally instead of every day. And when you do consume them, watch portion sizes. And make your own meatless products at home if you can. So. Like many of the things we talk about on this podcast, when it comes to faux meat products, moderation is key. All right, and that's another episode of OHD. Thank you so much for being here and thank you for listening every day. And of course, thank you for sharing this show with someone. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll see you back here tomorrow with another post and where your optimal life awaits.